I'm Critter. I'm Jace. And we should be working. working. God damn it. It's one, two, (laughs) say it. (laughs) All right. I'm Critter. I'm Jace. And And we we should should be be working. working. I fucking hate you so much. (laughs) (laughs) Well, fucking Critter over here with his wubby already. Look at that You okay? You You sad about something, buddy? I was very cold. And now I'm very cozy. It is, it is uh, like I'm wearing a, a robe, but on the front side, because that's when you're cool, you wear it on the front side. So if sure. I pull the hood off, then you cool. can't see my face anymore. Please, Please do that. Yeah, yeah it's preferable. <laughs> I was cold. But then you won't be able to hear my voice. I was cold that's yesterday. That's fine, too. And I did my rowing machine for five minutes, and I was not cold anymore. That was pretty amazing, a heater. I, I, used, I started using the, my rowing machine to uh, warm up for my runs. It's very, yeah. very helpful. It definitely warms because it warms everything up. And I had to like change my clothes. I was too hot. It's crazy. Wait, no, I I do the row machine for five minutes to warm up and then I go mm-hmm. for a four mile. A real run. run. Then you go for a real run. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But my favorite thing, do you have like a kettlebell or like a dumbbell or anything? I have very small dumbbells. The the ladder workout that I do with the rower, it'll, it'll fucking get you. But um it's so much fun. Explain. You, you uh, so it's um a tiered workout. So you start off. I start off with uh 500 meters rowing. Then you do 10 kettlebell swings. Then you do 400 meters rowing. Then you do eight kettlebell swings, and then you go all the way down, and mm-hmm. then you're done. And it takes about nine to ten ish minutes for me, and fucking it, it just kills you. Yes, I can imagine that. Yeah, one of my one of my favorite more favorite. One of the things I love about the the rowing machine is it tells you which part of your body is the least in shape, Um, (laughs) and it varies over time. Like right now, it's my my core, like Uh that's the thing that gets tired first. You're doing Um, like the wobbly torso, (laughs) and you're pulling. Yeah, and then you know at some point my core will strengthen, and then it'll be like my legs, my arms. Like something's always worse than the other ones, right? And it's just (laughs) working all of them. So you you have to like yeah, that's the one that will fail you. Nice. That's actually pretty cool. That's I guess that's how you know it's like a balanced workout. Because I um mm-hmm. I was talking to an actual weightlifter, like a power lifter, recently, and I was telling him that I was gonna work on my grip strength by doing deadlifts, and he's like, "You're not. That's not a good idea because yeah, that's deadlifts not will the always, best way. Yeah, deadlifts will always like your your grip strength will not be the limiting factor on deadlifts ever." Uh, and I was mm-hmm. like, "Oh, that makes so much sense." Well, you <laughs> you have I mean, I mean you can just do it with dead hangs and you have plates, don't you? So, I mean, you could do, like, the, the plate flipping and, like, the pinch grips and stuff. Plate flipping sounds dangerous. What is that? No, no, you just, you just hold it, and then you, like, just twist it in your hand and catch it again, but, like, in a pinch. That's, so it, no, I'm not going to do that. That sounds horrible. <laughs> what? It's, what if it's you not drop nearly it? as dangerous as it. You do it in front of you, not above you. Like, you, you do it so that it's not going to land But it'll smash. It'll side. smash my ground. You're just, not going to be doing it with a heavy weight, dumbass. Do it with weight your wrists. Do. Do it over one of your younger children. Do it with a 10-pound. It'll be fun. <laughs> oh, I thought you meant like with 45s or something. <laughs> yeah, good luck. I, I, would love, I would love for you to record yourself to even try to pinch grip a 45 Why weight. don't you do it upstairs, too? That would be really fun. <laughs> That's where the weights are in this house. I'll just hang it outside of a window and do it. <laughs> Cartoon. Just right when a bad guy walks by. <laughs> All right. How is it going, Eric? Fill us in. Have we, we got any have good we already started partners? on this? Is this a is this starting? Yeah, we're four this minutes in now. This is all going now. in. Yeah, oh, yeah. Where okay. this is. Uh, I got a new instrument for Christmas. A what? I got oh, did you get Christmas. the the plastic tuba thing you're wanting? The oh. trombone. Plastic trombone. What's it called again? Plastic trombone. P bone. P bone. Look at that thing. That's shiny. I, I would have think that. Yeah. Was, I would have thought that was metal. Well, you, you can't really see very well through the TV that I'm going to go with. <laughs> but yeah, I love it. How, it's fun. Do you, did you play trombone already? Do you know how to no, play trombone? I'm, no, I'm learning to play trombone. It is horrible. It is, uh... <laughs> <laughs> well, one thing that's really interesting. So the arm motion is like super easy. Yeah. Um, like that, I pretty much, I've gotten like three or four. It's only seven positions. So it's not a lot of work to learn where they are. And, you know, you can hear the note and you can do pretty good. The blowing on the thing to make the it sound reasonable is is where all the hard part is. So. Yeah, that's why I went with saxophone instead of trumpet or trombone. Is the, oh, the brass? Not as hard. Yeah, like the the brass mouthpieces are I guess mm-hmm. plastic in your case. The way that you mm-hmm. have to like 
it that it, yeah it just fucked with my face i was like i don't i don't want my face to feel like this <laughs> yeah it's hard but it's like how loud is it Eric? shell expense essentially oh it's loud yeah <laughs> like are you driving your family crazy yet you got well, my, socks in my it. daughter my daughter plays french horn so she's conditioned us to it's 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 not so it's quiet enough that when we're putting the youngest to sleep on the other side of the house you can play in this room do you not put socks in in the horn part do no. not put socks in the horn part no. um, that, that was the janky way that i muffled it seems like a reasonable idea yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah. but it's really fun. It's really fun. I haven't. I've never played like a a brass instrument before, and it's so much fun to just like belt. Out. It's it's like singing really loudly. Basically, it's really fun. So <laughs> that's I think a, I'm yeah, that's a, I've, yeah. I've never blown into one at all. Like I have no frame of reference for what that would even feel like. It does actually sound kind of exciting now that you phrase it like that. Now you're yeah. excited to like, blow a horn. I want to blow a horn. Yeah, it's like with electric guitar, you know, that was fun to crank it up pretty loud and stuff. But it's just different because it's, you know, it's electric. It's like a, it's like turning up a speaker. It's not like the it's actual not coming from your breath. Yeah. And it's not it's not analog. Is that an analog instrument? What do you call an instrument that's not electric? I think analog works. Works. it's analog. But yeah, I, uh, it's, it's fun. All right. You got to talk so, I mean, for us. And it's really fun to watch one? my five year old like. Rock on it. This thing is like as big as him. Oh yeah, because I mean he hits notes too. Like it's it's you know, I'm probably worse than him at the starting point, right? Because he's like slightly more musically inclined, and so he just is there and he does it, and he's like that sounded good. Um, but he also just looks (laughs) as cool as he can because the thing is taller than him, right? And he's just like, look, Dad, old McDonald. Yeah, yeah, he can just figure it out. It's like an adult playing the standing bass. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's great. I saw a video the other day for the uh, the Dead South. Have you guys heard of Dead South? No. No, is that a band? Yeah, they're a Canadian bra- a bluegrass band. It's very interesting. But uh, the, they have this one video, and the guy, I thought he was carrying the bass, but I think it's just a cello. But he's just, like, carrying it, like, on a strap, like a guitar, walking down the street. It was pretty interesting. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Did you, uh, Jason, your band days, did you know anybody that played the standing bass? No, we didn't have any standing basses. We had mostly like horns and clarinets and flutes and saxophones and drums. I'm always curious why, why, why anyone would ever pick like of all the instruments you could pick. Why would you pick the giant one that is such a huge pain? Like so imagine cool. trying to lug that thing around. Well, so, so I mean, so cool. Though, I, I think I already talked about this. Is is a size thing happens or actually matters too? Because when I went into band, I, like if there was a standing bass, I probably would have been coerced to play the standing bass because I was one of the bigger kids in the class, just in general. So I I got like coerced into playing the, the tenor sax instead of the alto sax because the tenor sax is the bigger one, mm-hmm. and so it was just like one of those weird things of like just because I happened to be bigger and broader than you know some of the other kids, I got pushed a certain way one other thing that i think this is through the big instruments but we learned it with the french horn so the french horn is like excessively expensive um and so we rent it from the school as opposed to having to like rent it outside of the school which is what everybody has to do with the other instruments so it's 50 dollars a year for the whole for the thing and it's like 50 to 100 dollars a month for everybody else so there is a slight advantage to that too and i think that's probably true like a bass is like a, you know five six thousand dollar instrument so I bet that you have to rent it from the school at, at discounted rates. So. All right, Eric, sure where have you yeah. where have you failed this week? Oh my god, I just has to, to answer this question. Yeah, we were just talking about this. Why'd you leave the people where, dumbass? You were there. Uh no, oh you left you answered it in the in the link copy. Yeah, yeah I had to leave. Yeah. I had a yeah. management. It was like emergency. one of the last ones that came up. Yeah. Did you have a good failure? Oh, you you weren't even in the call when I was there. That's a bummer. I missed you. No, yeah. You guys switched places, essentially. He joined mm-hmm. shortly after you left. I think he was I waiting I outside. Waited yeah. Yeah. yeah, he saw the little preview <laughs> thing. He's like, oh, there's fucking Critter. And as soon as you're... Well, I, 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 away. So before we go into this, so I have a topic because I've been trying to get you to talk to me about this in public people wear, and you stopped talking about it. Okay. Cool. All right. Um, so you hey. asked this question about how can you be more systematically honest? Systematically honest? Yeah, I, was, I, I, I still don't understand where you think you're being not honest and why you think this is valuable. And why would you need a system? Why don't you just be honest? Because it's, failing. It's, 
Yeah, because it's like the same reason you need a system for going running or, you know, like any anytime you're trying to build a habit, it's you need a system so that you can remember to do it. Yeah, your system is just to do it because you prioritize it. Well, so here's where I'm going to jump in. I don't think it's actually not being honest. So this is where I think you need to explain more what you mean by where what's your failure here? My well, I gave you an example. Like, what about what, the the example from you? Rehash from, it, dummy. From we no, all were in you. your conversation. Oh my god, are you going to do the, the, the every time Eric comes on, you interrupt the entire time? What is this? Why are you so <laughs> annoying course. when Eric is here? Just <laughs> shut up and let me talk. I'll say it. Okay, hurry up. So the example <laughs> from waiting. Eric is. Is on a few one-on-ones with Eric, he would say, uh, "Do you want to see what I've been working on?" And I would always say yes, even if my real answer is like, "No, not right now. I'm not in the mood. Because I have sure something I want to talk about." Whatever. So that's an example of being dishonest, right? Isn't that? Sure. So I'm not quite sure if it is yet. So, um, what was the negative effect of that? Uh, that I missed out on the conversation that I wanted to have in in favor of the conversation that you wanted to have when it was supposed to be my one-on-one. Okay. So I don't really think that's about, honestly, that's about you not being selfish enough. Which could be looked at as not honest with himself. Yes. Maybe. Well, why is that a meaningful, di- I mean, if, if being more guess, selfish means being more honest. Because I don't think the problem is that you're being honest. Because the, the other examples you gave, like there's plenty of places where that, like it's not a problem or I, I guess you don't strike me. So I've, I've had people, I had a really good friend who like just lied to his parents in high school because maybe it'd be useful later. And it was really hard to be his friend because I had no idea what was truth and what was false in his parents' lives. <laughs> right? That was, that was not being honest about things, right? Where I, I think like the thing that you're getting at isn't, like the consequence isn't not being honest, right? You being honest to me would, wouldn't have, uh, like you just weren't asking for what you wanted. Which is different than not being honest. You need to stop lying to yourself. Well, but I I knew I knew what I wanted. I wasn't lying to myself. I was lying to Eric. Right. So I'm saying you should. The systematic thing you need to do is to be more selfish, not to be more honest. Okay. Well, what if I said it's to be more honest about what I want? Is that the same thing? I, I guess I'll say this. Can you name a spot where you are not being honest, but it's not that you need to be more selfish? Like is, is my description a better description of your problem than the honesty description? I think that's I think it's probably better. Like I don't lie just for the heck or, of it, and I don't. Are you just agreeing with Eric because you're lying to yourself again? Well, because so I'm not being the, honest. No, well, here's the part where where like so some people lie. So this is where I don't think it's true of you. When you first said this, I was like, this is not this is what most people think, and this is not what Critter does. Um, they'll lie because like it's going to get them in trouble. So, and they won't necessarily like horribly, right? Like, you're like, what happened on that project? And they know I screwed up on the project. And they won't say that. They'll be like, you know, there were problems on the project. <laughs> Something like that, right? Like, they're, they're being dishonest because they're trying to avoid this consequence that's going to come from it. And if I asked you, like, what went wrong on the project and you had screwed up the project, you would have been like, I screwed up on the project, right? Like, that's not where you're... That's why I don't think it's an honesty thing, right? Like, that's not about whether it's truthful or not. It's more about you being like, I am putting Eric's needs over my needs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so I don't you really got think it. you're I... being dishonest. You're, you're making a choice. And the choice is who whose needs you care about more. Yeah, and I'm yeah, I'm definitely forthright about stuff that I screw up. It's not that kind of dishonesty. Um, right. I, I think that that's fair to say. So if it's that I need to be more... I mean, but it's it's kind of stupid because like like all things with me, it all just comes back to my big problem is that I care too much if people like me. So like the only reason I lie about these things is because I want everybody like, you know, I like I want Eric to like me. And to do that, I better tell him I want to, you know, listen to what he's working on or else he might be upset that I didn't want to see it or something. Um, yeah. And thank you for reminding me of that. I've been second guessing everything that I've ever shown you now for the two years that I was your manager. Appreciate that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was all interesting to be fair, but at the time, maybe I had something else I wanted to talk about. Um, but so that's where I don't, I don't think you were even being dishonest. I think you were just putting in retrospect, you were like, Oh, I, I wish I would have valued myself more than him. Mm-hmm. Right. It was a, it was a miscalculation, not a dishonesty thing. Yeah, I think there's a there's a uh, 
not a paradigm shift, whatever the, the false dichotomy is, I don't know, whatever the smart person phrase is, but like it's it's the uh, the what is the conundrum? It's the conundrum of I want people to like me really bad because I think that'll make me happy. And so I'll do things that make me less happy in order to make them like me, which ruins the whole point because then I'm less happy, you know, so it like backfires because I would have been more happy, but I just would have been more selfish. Does that make any mm-hmm. sense? Yes. So basically, you're a bad judge of when you should be selfish or not. So that's what you should fix. I'm a you bad judge of when, when you're selfish, should be selfish or not. Yeah. You should question uh, when you should be selfish or not more. I think I, I think I overinflate how much I think, how much happiness it'll bring me for uh, other people like me or something compared to how much happiness it'll yeah, bring me. Yeah, you probably also overinflate what you're going to do is going to make people happy, make you happy. Yeah. Or maybe you're just super afraid of what happens if you don't make people happy. Yeah, I, I think I think that fear means that you overinflate your actions in affecting whether people like you or not. That's how it overrides your fear of getting what you want. Like, I mean, if you look back on it, I'm pretty sure if every single time I asked you that question, you were like, "No, I really want to talk about this other thing," it would have not in any way affected whether I how I thought about you. He actually right? probably so, would have respected you more. I probably would have. Yeah, because not even you would have had your own ideas. <laughs> but instead, you just parrot everything Eric says and say it's your own just a few months later in your blog. I'm <laughs> that is exactly what happened. Um, but yeah, but really, like, if you if you honestly think about it, if you asked me over the course of a year, like five different times and every single time I was like, no, I don't want to see that. I don't want to see that crap. <laughs> like you would have been you would have been OK with that. You wouldn't have been like, wow, Critter's kind of a jerk. He just doesn't ever care what I think is interesting. So I'll say this, although this is not a general statement, so maybe don't don't expand this past me. But no, I, that would not have. I've been like, okay, Kurt is not interested in this stuff. I probably won't ask him about this stuff anymore. Uh, yeah, but but yeah, you don't care what people think about you, though. So you're I know, right? Yeah. So yes, it wouldn't. Have, yes, exactly. So probably, I mean, it's, it's a reasonable concern to have, right? I just think you probably overemphasize it. And knowing who I am, which you knew for most of this time, uh, I mean, it, I, I find it funny that you within a week of being my manager, bought me a cup that made fun of like my natural handicap. Um, but you were worried about saying shit when I listened to my bullshit, right? Like, I don't understand that. I got it. So JC, I don't know if you know, he bought me a cup that says, oh, I have it right here. I'll just show it to you. It says, it says I'm a programmer spelled wrong three times and they're all crossed nice. out. And then it says, I write code. Um, That's very uh, apt. Yes. Which is a very, yes. It was a perfect gift for the person who, uh, you know, can't spell really anything. Um, but that, for some reason, didn't make you think that I didn't like you. But but not listening to my ranting about body lists for 20 minutes would. I, I, that's, that's interesting. Did you have that mug there because you were doing the podcast? No, I just took my tea out of it. So That makes me so happy that you actually use it. Most people, you give them mugs and they just like they sit in the, you know, in the cabinet. Well, my wife wouldn't let me use it with people around, so I have to use it when I'm a <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. <laughs> I need a. Uh, this is totally off topic, but I want to. I want to brainstorm other personalized gifts you can give people besides mugs because I'm I'm drawn blank. So we need to get back to that. So but yeah, uh, this year yeah. Phase Two gave gave all the BPs like money to buy a a small gift like that for everybody, and so my BP bought us a a pint glass that has like an engraving on it of 2002 in engineering. And I'm trying to find out what the other VPs do to see like who did a better job. And the only other one I know is the PMs. They gave the, everybody a gingerbread house to put together, and then they had a meeting where they put it together together. And so I asked all my reports, "Hey, you know, did, did our VP do better?" And they're like, "Yes, definitely. I prefer the mug over the forced gingerbread house making." Don't so give I'm me an activity as a gift. <laughs> <laughs> don't give me more work as a fucking gi- what? Yeah, what, what is this? No, we, I don't. We already work together. Yes. We don't need to work on more shit together. Yes, but you know, to each their own. No, that's, yeah, that's how they, that's how I'm sure some out, people enjoyed it. I guess. Yes, they were PMs. You know, they like those things. They like activity. I would have. I would have preferred the gingerbread house for sure. I don't need more stuff. I've got plenty of stuff, but I, mm-hmm. I think a team team bonding experience would have been my jam. That would have been pretty fun. Yeah, that's why you're not actually a developer. And also, whenever somebody gives me stuff, it's never good. Like, I don't want a pint glass. I don't drink alcohol. You know, I just yeah. That's because that's because when when awesome, awesome. it's also it's because when an awesome client is offering us a gift, you choose the jacket over the backpack. You fucking moron. 
See, that was actually one of my best decisions. Nancy no and I way, both dude, use that the jacket. Is, the backpack every is single so much better. What use do I have for ba- who? Do you think I'm like trekking around downtown London or something every day? Like I sit in my house. Why would I need a backpack? It's a hiking backpack and you like to be outside and your whole year this year is adventure. You might need a fucking backpack well, when you're this adventuring was outside. Six years ago. This was six and years I still ago. have my backpack. It's fucking right in the other room. Ooh, good for you. I lose everything and there's no way I would have kept up with it for six years. If you had no a backpack to keep stuff in, maybe you wouldn't lose stuff as much. There you go. See? The fucking backpack well, wins again. The other thing here is that I love backpacks for no reason at all. I have like four and I never use them, but I just, I love the idea of like putting everything right in its certain place and everything. I have a bag fetish that I am. Yeah, it's a thing. I I have to be very self-conscious about it. It totally is. I don't understand it at all because I'm not, you know, a particularly organized human being in any way, shape or form, but I really love bags. Uh, so there was one P2Con where I spent probably three weeks researching laptop bags because I wanted to have the perfect <laughs> bag for P2Con and I never even used it. It stayed in my hotel room the whole time. <laughs> yeah. I like it. Good bag is everything. Yeah. All right. All right. But I, I, I'm with you though. I think, uh, I think maybe that is a better phrasing. I need to be more selfish instead of be more honest. I never mm-hmm. thought that being more honest could make people think that what you said like that i'm lying to get out of trouble but now that you said it it totally makes sense i think that probably is the more common use of lying yeah and i and I don't think most people do it in a blatantly lying right but they'll they'll that's how they'll bend the truth is the in, lies. It, yeah or, or just you know just de-emphasize and re-emphasize the wrong thing that type of stuff right that's where i i, I would definitely know people that they that they should work on that right that mm-hmm. is something but i was like yeah, that's that's never never occurred to me. Or oh, you're really good at it because I've never been able to figure it out after you did it. It's uh, it's like <laughs> yeah. the uh, what's, what's the it's this horrible dad joke. Uh, um, oh, why don't you ever see elephants hiding in trees? Oh, because they're really good at it. <laughs> they're really good yeah. at it. <laughs> yeah, I've heard that one. <laughs> that is such a great joke. I love it. <laughs> That made me laugh so hard. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. All right. That would that would be a good strategy though. If you like overemphasize all the stuff you do wrong that doesn't actually matter, and then that way whenever you really break something, nobody will suspect suspect that you're lying. It's a strategy. Far man. Enough. Is that what you do, Jay? That's what you Wait, used to explain do. that again. So like if every time I do something minor wrong, I just tell everybody about it and I'm super honest about it, and then everybody I get a reputation oh, for always yes. getting and then when I actually screw up something big, nobody will think that I'm lying because that's pretty powerful. That's good, right? Let's write mm-hmm. a book about it. All right, so I'll be more selfish. I like that. What? Okay, so the original question is, how can I systematize be more selfish? Um, being more. I honest. feel like I. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was originally be more honest, but like how? So that's the big question: is how can I systematize? Like, what's a goal or something? What's a you know? How, so how I can think, I measure this? I think. Joe's comments on that are pretty straight on, which is you just have to do reviews of it. Like right, let me see write a say. note every time you catch yourself in the act or something. Yeah, or or at the end of the week, look back and be like, what were the five times that I that I that I should should I, that I should evaluate whether I was wrong in doing this and just keep on doing that. Yeah, mm-hmm. which yeah, okay. start going away for someone else's whatever. Mm-hmm. Say that again, Jace. Oh, I was just gonna say, write down any time that you sacrificed, you know, what you want for somebody's whatever, whether it's something yeah. you want or yeah. Want or... I think the key thing to look for is when did you sacrifice what you wanted, not for what somebody else wanted, but for some like where where it didn't really matter. Elaborate on that. What do you mean? Well, I so think you mean like sacrificing time when well, it didn't matter. Could it have been done tomorrow or, or something? No, or or just where you're sacrificing without actually delivering value. Because I guess there are going to be plenty of times where you sacrifice what you want for what somebody else wants, and you're going to be happy that that happened, right? Like, you know, we do that a lot <laughs> as human beings. But the point is that the problem that you have is when you sacrifice what you want without getting benefit for other people or a lot of benefit for other people. So like so in your what? example, you didn't benefit me much, right? You don't think but you... Uh, no, I think I think you're. I think if you would have had another topic to talk about, it was our one-on-one. I would have enjoyed talking about that. Like I was probably trying to fill space. Um, but you seem so excited. Like you uh, wanted to. Do I, did I not out. seem excited when I talked about the He's a great actor. 
<laughs> yeah, I guess you're excited about anything that anybody talks to you about, so that's not a good. <laughs> but that's what people talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so so you're saying that there's got to be like a like a measure of of how much am I really giving another person what they want? Yes, and if it's and like how... a ten out of ten, then it's probably worth it. But if it's like yeah. a two out of ten, then it's probably not. I mean, depending on who you are, it might. It might it might not even have to be that much, but I think that's where a problem might exist. Is where those are out of sync. Um, hmm. All right. So that, let me go. Let me roll with that for a second. So like, if I rate how much would I be giving up out of ten, and I rate how much would they be giving up out of ten, then the problem is that I'm giving up what I want, even when it's h- higher than what they would lose. Like, if the thing that I want is more important than the thing that they want, I'm still giving it up. I imagine for for you, it's not an it's not quite that equal. I think I think you would still be more happy, like you'd be willing to give up more than they're getting, right? I think you need a bigger gap than just equality, and I, I, it probably matters for different people too. So, like I'll take example, like for my wife, right? If we're going to dinner, uh, I care more about what she wants to eat for dinner than what I care what I want to eat for dinner. Right now, mm-hmm. if it's a hundred, like if I'm like really. Yeah, what yeah, happened? What happened? Oh, my headphones. Oh, I've got, oh, got an echo. Yeah, yeah mad echo. echo. You need some kind of headphones. headphones. All right, I'm working on it. You want to pause it again? Oh, oh my God, God, no. No, no we'll no, just cut, we'll it, just out cut later. it out later. Nah, nah don't, don't cut it out. out. <laughs> yeah, I'd yeah, probably, probably forget, forget actually. actually. <laughs> 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 it's going to be really annoying for everybody listening. All right. Did it get fixed? That's better. Okay. So, it also probably depends on the person and, like, you know, the, the point is, it doesn't. Don't worry about it being equal. Just evaluate. Hey, did they care about that enough for me to give up what I was giving up? Okay. Because in the moment you're in the moment you're going to give up more than you than you probably think you should. Right. That's where you're going wrong. What about my uh, What about my example of somebody giving me a present I can't use every year, and me never telling them? Yeah, I mean, are they? I think it's a waste. Person's giving, I think, it's, uh, yeah, I think it's fine. Just do it. Let it go. No, no, no. I, are you going to get I, something better? No, no. I mean, I you would, I would be like, I'm not going to use these. I, I don't want this. Please piss off. I appreciate it, <laughs> but we can just have a phone call or something. Just, just stop with this shit. I'm not asking what you would do. I'm asking what people would do. <laughs> Eric is people. I don't know if Eric is people. <laughs> so that's interesting. No one's ever accused me of that before. Eric's slightly less sociopathic. <laughs> uh, I mean, I think that if it's somebody who actually cares about giving you a good gift, you should tell them. If it's just a gift-giving exercise, which we do all the time, then who cares? Okay, so, so it's like... Recycle it. A distant relative that I see like a couple times a year, and they give me cookies, and I don't eat sweets every year for my birthday. Then just, just keep up Give the trade. to somebody else. Yes. But yeah, something What's like that. Word? You have kids, right? Like you can pass that on. So it's not like a big thing. Yeah, that's actually a pretty good point. It's actually still a decent gift for me because I can use them for like uh, for, bribing the children, you know, luring my kids into doing something <laughs> that they don't want to do. Wash some dishes, yeah. son. Even if that's not what and, they intended when they gave it. And And the point is that it's, you know, it's not a... I mean, so I'll give you the counter of this, which I think I've told you this before. Like my, my wife thought I liked potato uh, barbecue chips for like 10 years. Right. Yeah. yeah. She thought it was my favorite chip. I probably should have told her. Right. Like yes. I see her every day. She cares about what I want. <laughs> I probably at some point should have told her that. That was an incorrect assessment of the value of those things. <laughs> yeah. Instead of getting uh, that's what I'm terrified of. Chips. <laughs> You got you gave her brownie points for the uh, the thought that matters. Yes, <laughs> yeah, that but so you're like, but she actually cared about the right. gifts that I wanted to have, right? And I was denying that to her. I was denying yeah. her giving me a good gift. The uh, full gratification so, that she would have had otherwise. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't think the example I'm thinking of isn't that. Like, I don't think they really care too much. I think they're just like, you know, knew it was my birthday, and on the way over, they stopped by the grocery store and grabbed something, whatever. Um, right, but which is really thoughtful. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah, and you know that's a thought that counts and all that. And Jason's shaking his head. It's not thoughtful. Fucking don't. (laughs) They invested time because they knew it was his birthday. 
yeah. if you just stop at a store on the way uh, to somebody's birthday the same day, I mean, come on. That's like gas station toys for fucking... It's not a lot, day. but it is a little bit. Oh, I it's remember yeah. as I was coming to the event. Sorry, I know well, that this day was coming once a year for I mean, ever. So here, here's an example that's even less than that, and I still think it's valuable. Uh, um, I had a friend whose uh, parents just had, like, extra gifts at Christmas time under the tree. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'd show up for something, and, you know, and there would be gift-giving, and so they would have a gift to give me. And I was, like, totally excited about it. Oh, now, that would make me feel all, so they just, awkward. They, just, they, had, they had just extra gifts there, you know, in case somebody showed up. That, that, I want to awesome. hear more about that. What, were, were you a kid? Were, how old were you? It's like high school. So, do you remember anything you got? I do. I still have it. It was a, uh, uh, um, uh, like a, a folder to hold papers in that was like a basketball. It was a big. It felt like it had like a basketball outside thing. It had NBA like on it. Like a trapper it. keeper. Almost. Like a trap. Yeah, yeah. One of those things. Like a the yeah, trapper yeah, keeper. Yeah, yeah. Huh? And it's but it was like basketball themed. <laughs> I'm, so his, his dad was an alcohol distributor. I'm pretty sure it was a re-gift of some, like, you know, client product or something. Or some Doesn't leftover, matter. like, it was still supply exciting. thing. Yes. Yeah, interesting. Yes. I'm, I'm I think blown it, away. I think it's cool. That was, like, that was, like, 30 years ago or something? Yes. And you still have it? Do you, do you use it? I still it? have it. It's, uh, the kids have used it some recently. Yeah. That I used it so in, like, awesome. college and stuff. Yeah. Oh, man. Are you not... Are you a are you pack rat? Do you just have a ton of crap everywhere in your house? Uh, no. <laughs> that was way too long of a hesitation. Uh, so <laughs> I think some people would disagree with you, um, and I would say that uh, I might be more pack rat if I wasn't married. So um, I got rid of thirteen mm. crates of books about four or five years ago that I had Good been boy. carrying for fifteen years. Um, that went from Arizona to DC and then back to the Texas. <laughs> so um, I probably spent on gas the amount of money that I spent on buying any of those books. Uh, yeah. But I really like books. Yeah. And I do, like, I have lots of instruments, and I think it's good to have instruments out and, like, accessible. Same thing with books. I think it's good to have books around for, like, you know, kids to randomly pick up and read. So there are certain things like that that I'm pack ready. Ooh, yeah, that, the book trick hasn't worked for us. They just get ignored. But the instrument thing has. We put a keyboard out and everybody started playing it. It was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Play some chopsticks. Man, I know two chords, and I've written so many songs with those two chords, you wouldn't even believe it. All you need. <laughs> All you need. My kids get so annoyed because they're like, they'll be yelling at each other, and I'll start making up a song about how they're yelling at each other with just the two chords. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, stop it! <laughs> oh, I can imagine William just yelling at the top of his lungs. But my oh, youngest, yeah, it's funny, my, my song intervention, it's a flip of a coin. Sometimes it goes really well, and he's like, I dig it. Keep on singing. And other times he's like, you gotta, you gotta stop singing, that's horrible. <laughs> so I think he's actually judging me, and if it's good, he's okay with it, and if it's not, he's he's not. But uh-huh. uh, I, I can never tell. I, I'm apparently yeah. not good enough at music to know whether it's good or not. So... I've noticed that around, like, whenever I have two kids where one is, like, three-ish and one is, like, five or six-ish, they always fight horribly all the time. And then, like, when they get a little older, then they'll transition down a kid, you know, and those are the ones that fight horribly. <laughs> um, and so right now my youngest two are doing that. Like, where Thomas, the three-year-old, whenever he'll – he loves singing. He'll sing, like, Happy Birthday and just random stuff. Um, and William loses his crap the instant, like the second Thomas starts singing, William is screaming at him to stop. And it always happens in the car, and it is just—it's a nightmare. So yeah, yeah William. Was, uh, William loses his shit. Very, very great. It, I like. I, I love that those episodes. Every time. <laughs> he's he's like, talented. Oh. <laughs> he's he really going. Is, yeah. And it's always about yeah, weird shit off. too. Like, and it's like kind of bipolar, just kind of all over the place. It's pretty fun. So okay, but the the going back to the cookies thing, since that's what got us here. Mm-hmm. What I was gonna say is, uh, I'm not I'm not worried about like you know them really wanting to give me a good gift. The thing I'm worried about is that ten years from now they'll give me cookies and somebody will be like, oh, you don't need sweets, and then the jig will be up and they'll realize that they've been giving me cookies for ten years and it'll be they'll feel really bad and it'll be really awkward. Like, why didn't you tell me? Whatever, you know. Clear as kind, right? Clear as kind, yeah, yeah, right, Eric? Yeah. 
but but it's not worth it. Clear sky. Then you say, "Hey, I've always appreciated it. I gave the kids the piece of the kids." Clear sky. All right, here's it. I have another antidote. Antidote, not antidote. An- an- anecdote. Anecdote. <laughs> it's an antidote. So my, We're poisoned. My wife. You threw an H. My in wife there. was a. My wife was a vegan in college. And uh, and we went to Italy to outer. On, on a trip. And it's really hard to be a vegan in Italy, or at least she thought it was really hard to be vegan in Italy. So she decided to just be a vegetarian while we were in Italy. Um, and so we made it through Italy. It was a fantastic trip. And we came back, and it was and it was Thanksgiving, and her sister made a whole Thanksgiving meal that was vegan. And I was about to blurt out, you know, oh, that's really funny because Christina stopped being a vegan about three months ago. Um, and I got a nice kick underneath the, the table. And I stopped <laughs> saying that. <laughs> and we acted like Christina was a vegan for that meal. Um, I think that was the right thing. Like, there was a lot of effort that went into that. And, you know, eventually it came out that she wasn't, you know, now she's, now she eats everything. But, um, well, you can see yeah. change, you know? Yeah. yeah, but you can still use That's... tact. You can do it after the meal is done and after you've already talked about how you've enjoyed it. And be like, oh, you know, just for future, you know, I'm not a vegan anymore, so we can relax a little bit more on the I guess of here's the thing with this. the cookie thing. Do you actually expect them to remember that? Like, are you going to put that on them, that they have to remember that you don't like cookies? Are you that important to them that they should expend energy remembering that you don't like cookies? See, but the... In Critter's instance, he's going to say no because he's self-sacrificing for whoever and whatever. But, like, in my case, I I would rather they just didn't remember. <laughs> just, like, don't give me a gift at all. Screw everything. <laughs> yeah, just, right, like, so, just, just don't worry about it. Like, uh, like I said, just yeah. give me a phone call if you want to give me some kind of gift or something. Like, mm-hmm. Yes, I think, I think they should remember. I think that if, if I was in their position, I would remember. That's the kind of thing that you remember about a person. Like, they, they don't need sweets. You know, like, that's the th- that's the <sighs> thing that sticks out. It seems like a lot of work to put on another human being. Well, if they forget, then we're just in the same position that we were. Like, the vegan thing, I, I, I would never... If somebody went to all that trouble making a whole vegan meal for me, I would be like, this is the best thing ever. I'm vegan. I'm all <laughs> in. You know, like... I'm, I'm gonna be a vegan for the rest of my life now. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, w- I would not give that up. Because they just worked so hard on it. I bet I bet she was, like, really proud and just, like, wanted to, mm-hmm. you know, make and it, it was, feel special it was, and stuff. As an anti-vegan, it was actually really yummy, so... Uh, yeah, but if if you're just gonna stop by the store and grab some random cookies, then I feel like it's okay for me to say, "Oh, by the way, I'm not, you know, I don't eat these." Man, this is a different situation. You you marrying your high school sweetheart is just like making so much more sense now. You're just like, "Oh my god, a girl likes me. Oh my god, she kissed me. I'll just do whatever." Yep. Nope. Anything doesn't matter. And then just fucking <laughs> roll with it. Doesn't matter what happens, babe. Yep. Whatever you say. Yep. 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 Uh huh. Yep. Yep. Are, are you saying that that's that's the only reason she was married me because I know you're not saying that like I just went with her because she was available because she also happens to be way cooler than no, me, no, way better you, looking. you started no you as soon as she like gave you a little attention you were just like whatever you want whenever you want it that's true you're just self sacrificed <laughs> all the way through she, she's my queen dog but it makes sense, right? Like now it makes sense. Like why why would either of you give that up? It's she gives you the exact attention that you want and you can be as self sacrificing as you are. You can just grow up in your little bubble. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's right. And I'm happy in my bubble. Yeah. And you can't ruin that. This is my I'm not trying bubble. to, but I'm, I was just I was just drawing the dots. Snap for you. Connecting. Yeah, just yeah. yeah. I didn't know that. Okay. So, yeah, you guys were actually sweethearts in high school, too. That's crazy. Yeah, we dated senior year. We were best friends all through high school, though. Oh, so it was late. Okay. Yeah. I met Classic my wife in high story. school, but we were not. We were not. We did not date in high school. Oh, wait. Yeah, was I the, met my uh... wife in high school, too. <laughs> the the Italy trip, Eric. Don't you have a great story about like how you didn't have any money or something and you got stuck in a foreign country? Is that that trip? You know what I'm That was about? that trip. Yeah. Yeah, we we and went to the was... bank. We ran out of money, and we went to get money out of the ATM. And the ATM was like, "No, I'm not going to give you money. Uh, <laughs> we've closed off your account." And we were like, "Oh!" And we had a, a calling card, and it had three minutes left on it. Oh god! And so we called Bank of America with it, and it was like, 
hey, I know you're going to ask me all these questions, but we're in Italy, we're out of money, so please turn this back on. And she started asking me questions, you know, like identification questions, and I was answering, 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 and then it, clunk, it died. And, like, oh! and we waited five minutes. And then we went to the ATM, and money came out of it, and we were so excited. Oh. <laughs> we were, like, dancing, and I, I swung around a flight pole. I mean, it was the most exciting moment <laughs> of my life. <laughs> was it one of those things where you just didn't tell your bank? Like, you just didn't say that you are going to be in a different country or something? Yeah, I was like, yeah, I didn't even know you were going to do that. that was, that's, yeah, that's, that's like adult things. <laughs> well, yeah. for, so, yes. like, for, well, for, like, almost every trip that I did for phase two, like any time that they sent me to a client or whatever, that would happen because I was just like, Oh fuck. I forgot. I'm out of state. I didn't like tell my bank and I'd use the debit card once for like some stupid thing at the airport and then try to use it for, like to put it down yeah. for like a hotel room or something. And then it's dead. And it's like, what, what happened? Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I, uh, we, we learned our lessons that time, but it was yeah, definitely yeah. one of those fun things. You know, there was no cell phones. We were just, in this country, we probably could have eventually gotten to my, I don't know, my dad was probably 800 miles away. He lived there at the time, but so I, yeah, I don't know what we would have done if we had not had, uh, if it had not split out money. But <laughs> the, the reason I remember excited. that story is, is I remember you saying, uh, if you want to see if you can stand to be married to somebody, then get stranded in a foreign country and see oh, how, yes. how crazy they drive you. Uh-huh. And I was, yeah. I was saying that I'm, I'm super glad that Nancy never got stranded with me in a foreign country because I would have flipped out and, <laughs> <laughs> oh man, if you guys got stranded she would have been Mexico, out of there. <laughs> if you guys would have got stranded in Mexico when you guys went, like just as COVID was mm-hmm. like just before breaking out and stuff, oh man, that would have been a rough time. That yeah, that that actually got a little scary there because of the kids. Like we were worried, what if we had to quarantine in Mexico and we couldn't board right. a flight or something and the kids would be alone for mm-hmm. well not alone, but like stuck with the grandparents. Oh, you didn't you didn't have the kids, Mm-mm. right? It was just it was a date date thing. Oh my gosh, you went on a date thing to a foreign country. It's well, amazing, Gritter. It was pretty dope. We're going on he, another. He's date acting thing like he did anything. Oh, by the way, this was through Nancy's company, and Nancy provided the travel and all that shit. Critter did nothing. No, that was. Well, yeah. uh, I'm just saying, was, like, I mean, oh yeah, we've just started having day dates. Yeah, you know? that like, was I'm the just trip. saying, Critter is. He's evolved. It's impressive. I, I, this you know. isn't a date, though. He's lying to you. <laughs> it was a business trip. It was trip a date, Nancy. It was. It was not a business trip. I mean, she like hung out with her and people that she worked with a little bit, but mostly it was a date. Whoa! What's going what on over there? Oh, his fucking oh, no, the P-bone. trombone. Yep. The P bone stand is having some problems. <laughs> that thing is so awesome and bougie. It's just like shiny blue. I want to see you in a nightclub with a cool hat on, rocking that thing. What's his name? Duke Silver? Yeah, Duke Silver, oh, yeah. I don't know this Duke Silver. But I, I'm just saying, Critter, I think it's awesome that you, uh, yeah, to the date. Like I said, we, we've done day dates this year, and it's been spectacular. But Well, do you have, like, do you have people who can stay with your kids overnight? Hold on, you said, we did it you one, said time. one of your kids is in 7th grade. They're old enough to watch themselves. Yeah, that's so true of normal human beings. Uh, I'm but, convinced. You know. <laughs> uh, if I've we, learned we, anything from my personal experience as a child, <laughs> you can get left alone as early as 8. Yes, I, I, I had the same experience, uh, Jason. I, I'm not repeating it for some reason. I don't know why. <laughs> you don't like how you turned out? You I'm don't like good. the success that you had, <laughs> but uh, we one time we uh, left the older kids. One of our kids had croup, and we had to take him to the hospital in the middle of the night. So we asked Grandpa to come over, and we came home, and uh, our daughter was on the couch with him. She was probably five at the time. She was on the couch with him with a soda, watching TV with him at like two in the morning, um, and we were like. She's alive. Thank you very much, Chuck. <laughs> you can yeah. go now. Never leaving the house again. But <laughs> well, we appreciate it. That, that was the actual task, was to make sure she stayed alive. And he did that. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think that's the difference. Is, uh, Nancy's mom and my mom are just, you know, they're close by. They can watch them. They can, they can make sure that they, everything's good for a night or two. So it's, it's not unreasonable for us to be able to do that. But that's yeah, awesome. if you're not in that situation, then it's just totally different thing. Yeah, I mean, we probably we probably could. We just haven't got around to that part of it. But 
by the way, um, I, uh, you know, I wanted to talk about this to a fellow parent. This is the first year that all four of my kids are in school and it is the most amazing thing ever. I love it so much. <laughs> that was, this is our first off. year. Yeah. How's it? How have you been joining it? That's why we've had day dates. It's been awesome. Oh, that's the day dates? <laughs> how long, how long do they go? Are they all like full days? They're all full days. Yeah. Our okay, youngest yeah, is so in kindergarten. So. Yeah. Thomas is still a half day. I'm really looking forward to next year where we can like just me and Nancy can go on, you know, have lunch together or whatever. Mm-hmm. Next year. We'll yeah, we've had lunch together like four times. It's amazing. It's crazy, right? It? I don't Yeah. It's totally weird. I can't. This is this is the, the point where I don't think I can have another kid. Like now that I've experienced this, this freedom. <laughs> and I see the light at the end of the tunnel. I can't go back. Yeah, there was there was this one family we ran into randomly, and they they had five kids that were like one year apart, um, and they were like, we just you know just want to keep going so we get through it all. And I was like, it's, yeah, you're right. If you would have paused in any amount of time in there, then you stop. Yeah, it's a good strategy. It's like college. All right, just keep the momentum. Yes. Although I think that's <laughs> I, I think people mess up with that. How many people I. I don't know. People fail out of their first year of college so much because they're just, they shouldn't be there, I don't think. Yeah. So, I mean, well, of course. I don't know if I agree with that. Some wisdom. people don't. Well, I mean, yeah. like, it, that's just what made me get through college. It's just like, fuck it. One foot in front of the other until it's done. Until it's done? Yeah. Yeah. What were you going to say, Do You want to tell me what my, what, you want to tell me what my new job should be in our last 10 minutes? Oh, the printer's going now. You hear that? Nobody. Critter, nobody cares about you this much. Like this whole episode has been a lot of about you and like. Well, see, the, the, we, the we lost our therapy. listeners. We lost our listeners in like the first fifteen minutes. I don't care about the listeners. Time. I have I have full access to Eric for a solid hour. I'm gonna juice this for all that it's worth. He just talked about how he doesn't work in the middle of the day, and you just recently talked about how you don't work in the middle of the day. I'm pretty sure you two can talk more than you guys do if this is the one time that you get to talk. Yeah, we actually just set up recurring calls <laughs> to solve this problem. So these don't have to I'm be sure, I'm sure you uh, Oh, no. Tell me, oh. did either of y'all have interesting failures? I don't fail, man. Did you not so have an answer? I'll tell you. Yeah, go ahead. I'll tell you my failure because I think it's fun. In that group, we, like, we were trying to give each other failures. And it's really hard in that group to get failures because people want to try to solve it for you immediately. Um, so my failure, I have like this uh, commitment. Or something, what did I say? I, don't know. I have a theme for this year. I can't remember what it is, but it's when you... Persistence, that's what it is. So I've been trying to do my rowing machine and play my trombone every day. Like That's one of my persistence things. And I've been doing the trombone, but I have not been doing the rowing machine. This week I failed on doing the rowing machine every single day. The rowing machine's over there, in case you guys are wondering why. I'm... And but, then um, Joe had the best solution. Yes! <laughs> Joe was like, why don't you play the trombone on the rowing machine? <laughs> like... <laughs> And I just loved it. I was like, yes, right off the bat, we get a solution to this. <laughs> so. I would love to see you try that. Do you need, you need yeah. to hands for a rogue machine, right? So I don't know. I don't know how that would well, work. Well, you just have really to, funny. You, just, you have to play the note. It's a slide instrument. So you just have to, you know, time your breathing at, to be at the right time uh, for a stroke. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it would put it in the, so you would have to breathe like opposite of what you normally would breathe during that exercise to play while rowing. I am trying to learn how to do the uh, the circular breathing. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, so after I master that, then maybe I'll be on. I'll be all right. <laughs> there what you the go. heck is that? You breathe in but a circle? It's where Kenny G. You, it's a Kenny G breath. You breathe, you breathe in and out at the same time. Yeah, it's how Kenny G had that world what? record for longest held note. Or it's the, what's the instrument, the... Um, Australian instrument, uh, the, digger, uh, digger the didgeroo. Didgeroo. Yeah, they just didgeroo. play that for like ten minutes straight. It's yeah. amazing. What do you mean? <laughs> yeah, you, you breathe in and out at the same time. Yeah, it, it's it's a breathing breathe. technique where you breathe yeah, out of really your cool. mouth and in through your nose in a way so that you can continuously exhale. Mm-hmm. That's impossible. I don't believe it. <laughs> the, well, so the first time, the first time I ever heard of it was Kenny G was trying to break a world record for holding a note on, I, I think it's like a soprano saxophone. It's, it looks like a clarinet. Right. And, and he just holds a note for like 30 minutes. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
And this was like awesome. early 2000s or maybe late 90s or something. But yeah, yeah. That I'm my mind is totally blown right now. I'm looking that up immediately after this. We're gonna put it in the show it's, notes it's too. It's pretty That's cool. The craziest thing. Yeah, um, I've been trying. I got, I've been trying to follow the yeah. YouTube people on uh, how to learn it. And what you do is you you fill your mouth up with water in the shower, and you breathe in your nose while you're spitting the water out, and then you keep on like basically you practice spitting spitting water out while you're breathing in and out of your nose. Um, and then eventually it's supposed to turn into breath. So I can get that part down. I can spit water continuously in a pretty solid stream while breathing in and out. But, yeah, you're a fountain. Mm-hmm. Yes. But don't you yeah, just don't you just spit the water out by by pushing your cheeks together instead that's, of like? And that's what you do in the circular breathing is that you fill your mouth and you use your mouth to push the air out. So you're training yourself for that. <laughs> but then what about when you need to fill up your cheeks again? You're filling you're them continuously. Continuously doing it. You're yeah. supposed to continuously be sucking in through your nose at a pace that will fill up as like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's, it's, That's it's crazy. interesting. It's really cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, so if okay. I could do that to the point, then I could do it on the on the uh, on the road. Sure. Sheet. I think you could. I need to tell you, you my failure here because it's relevant to you. Uh, you remember yeah. back in the day when you said um, we should we should it was like a classic Summerfield solution. We should write our myself about and your manager review for me. We should write them together. Remember mm-hmm. that. Yeah, so I, I yeah. basically tried that at, at uh, the cycle at, at my job. So everybody hates writing self Like, reviews are a huge deal here. You know, people will spend eight hours writing a self about like 10 plus pages, you know, and manager reviews take forever and everybody hates them. So I was like, well, why don't we just meet once a month and write up what you worked on in the past month together, and then we'll each just copy and paste that at the end of the cycle. Um, and that was the best. It was like, it was, it was amazing. Everybody freaked out about how yes. awesome it was to not have to write, you know, a giant self-avowal with stuff they couldn't remember from five months ago. Um, mm-hmm. But the fail is that it asks you, what are your opportunities? And I realized what we even got to the end of the cycle, like we never talked about that. We only talked about the stuff <laughs> they had done. <laughs> so that was a pretty big fail. <laughs> All right, but it 80% succeeded. Yeah, yeah. For the most part, people are very, very happy with it. So yeah, I think that's a, that's a good solution to that problem. It definitely solves the problem of it taking forever and being a huge pain, and it also helps you write them the best you can because you can remember stuff a lot better. Yeah, I mean, I think the the evolution of that is just to, instead of writing down something different than what the review is, just write down the review every month. What? What? So, like, don't aggregate all the stuff at the end into your review, just write your review and then update it every month. Oh, like, right. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. So you're saying like, right. You know, if, if I was submitting the review today, these would be your opportunity feedback, Yeah. whatever. And then you just keep on doing it every, every month. You just update it. You just, it's a, it's a living document, right? Until you get to your end of your, your period. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's basically what I did, except I wasn't doing the opportunity feedback part. I was just doing the stuff you've done. You're just missing part of it. Yeah. 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 So I need to do that part too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. um, It's been pretty great. And uh, the other thing I like about it too, is that every time we say like, if your review was today, here's the rating you would get. And you know, like, here's what you could do to improve it and stuff. Um, So by the end of the cycle, everybody knows what rating they're going to get, you know, and it's never like a big surprise. Mm hmm. Unless they totally awesome. bombed something in the last month. Yeah, or unless they really killed it in the last month and brought it way up. Right. Man, you guys make engineering management sound super fucking boring. <laughs> no, that's we, the, stuff that's I like, the worst man. part. We find we make it sound exciting, Jace. That's how boring it is. <laughs> oh, <this laughs> You're really is, looking at it in the wrong direction. <laughs> This is why what I was getting at earlier with tell me what my job should be because that's the stuff I like. It's like the technical strategy. I don't give a crap about anything related to that. It is not fun to me. But you know, like it's figuring you're never out good at monthly. It. It's because I hate it. I just got bored with it. I don't know. It's boring. I don't like it. We should start a consulting agency, Critter, and we should just uh, uh, you know go around helping businesses be better at their job at how they how they do operations. That's what that's, we should do. Isn't that what business consulting is? Yeah, so why don't you go get that started and then you can hire me and I'll be all on board. After you make <laughs> sure that it's stable 
and then I'm gonna have an income for a while. <laughs> he's got. He's got. You're gonna take all the risk. I'm totally there with you. <laughs> you start yeah, from yeah, the beginning yeah. all by yourself, but gave me half of the, the profit, <laughs> and I'm in. I'm in. Yes. <laughs> You're so in. Well, I already got the website. Jason and I were going to create Little Blue Labs for a while, and that that website's no, still no. I was so never just... going to be a part of Little Blue Labs. Never. <laughs> that is ever. That is no <laughs> chance. I, I specifically, ever, I specifically ever. remember no, you saying we, you were... <laughs> we would joke about it because it was a funny thing. Because as you're off your whatever moonlighting business that you did freelancing, mm-hmm. there there was never a time where I was just like, yeah, sure, I'll join a fucking another Drupal shop because what I hate right now is doing Drupal. I don't believe you at all. I remember a specific conversation where we talked about it and you were like, oh yeah, I'm in. Just take it on for real because the reason I remember is because you said this really weird thing. You were like, all I need is enough money for my shenanigans. And that's how I knew you were serious. (laughs) Yeah, that sounds like a statement that makes me feel like he's serious. That's definitely what I would have taken away from that conversation. (laughs) Yep. You nailed that one. (laughs) Got it. As I was saying it, it didn't sound as convincing. (laughs) Could it have possibly been one of those gullible moments that you would have that I take advantage of? Oh, man. (laughs) Yeah, we broke Eric. (laughs) See, sometimes Jason says things that I know that he's serious, but when you repeat it back, it sounds like he's just messing with you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he might oh, be no, uh, missing the part where you're wrong there. Yes. <laughs> he just, he's just setting you up. He was setting you up for this moment. So you come on your podcast and say that. Now the whole world goes, no, Grinner, you're wrong. He planted Our that seed six years relationship. ago. <laughs> Our whole working relationship is me planting seeds for you to one day bring it up in front of people. And me just being like, what the fuck are you talking about? (laughs) (laughs) Betrayal. (laughs) Yeah, if you didn't see that little little blacklist of the the wrongdoings that I did for a while there, nobody would have believed you. Oh, the reasons that I hate you list? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I need to add to that. It's still lingering in like 30 things. We just read it on the podcast sometime, go through each one and explain it. Be fun. Have the reasons that I thought we you didn't. hate Jace or that Jace hates yeah. you? No, that I hate Jace. Oh, you hate Jace, okay. Yeah. He, he put it in like Phase 2's company chat at some point. Probably back I on did. Flowdoc, but yeah. That doesn't, that doesn't shock me. It's pretty fun. It was, really it was fun to have. Very much. Well, it was, really, it was really fun <laughs> to have like random coworkers I never talked to like ping me and be like, did that really happen? Did you really say that? <laughs> I did. He's not fucking lying. It's Critter. <laughs> we had a cute little thing going there for a while. People, people, we, had, we were like the lovable phase two couple. You know, people love to see our, our mishaps. I don't, I don't know how I missed all that. Was that before I was your manager, Critter? It's because you, it's because like you, you never checked. You never checked the channels. I don't know. I think if if I knew that one of my reports had like said this is a list of things that I hate about another employee, I'd probably have to discuss that in one on one. You would think, so, but yeah. Could, yeah. <laughs> I just think that that was that was uh, slightly yeah, that was HR related. Okay. Yeah, I feel like I feel like in today's <laughs> climate, it definitely would have been an HR incident for sure. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That I feel like uh, that goes. I don't know about today's climate. I think that. Uh, Listing your grievances openly another employee <laughs> with a date, <laughs> like actually a timeline of grievances, like fireball yes. grievances. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, I think if you saw the actual items, though, you would know. You know. Yeah, it's pretty fun because they are very specific and usually pretty hilarious. If you do so, say you say so yourself. Well, I well, agree. Jake you need to. So, you need to. So I know it's true. You need to share that. You need to share that with the world. I think I just found it. All right, let me find. Let me just read you one so that you can, you can understand. Do the airport one. He's gonna pick the worst one. It's gonna be, it's gonna be like, the airport uh, one's probably one of my favorite. <laughs> airport. One. Well, I asked if he'd pick me up from the airport, and he said, "Ain't nobody trying to pick your boring ass up." <laughs> <laughs> it's 
when he came to uh, when Pitagon was in Portland. And they landed and texted me that. You did not pick him up at the airport? Fuck no. I also have never heard <laughs> of a car. What the fuck am I going to pick him up in? The Max? The public transit? I'm going to ride it for an hour out to the airport so I can ride it back with him? Here's one that just says, he said my book Jace, was I, Let me just say this. When I went to P2Con, my friend picked me up at the airport. So. But I'm not Critter's friend. <laughs> Oh, okay. That's true. You're my best friend. Nemesis. (laughs) What's the other one? He, uh, oh, this one just says, he said my book was Dookie. I'm not sure what book that's referring to. It's it's the one you wrote. One that I wrote? You think so? Most definitely. I don't know what Dookie means. Um, Isn't that good? Doo-doo. Dookie? You don't know what Dookie means? Doo-doo. I've never heard that term before. Isn't Dookie good? Oh, my God. What's going on? That's... That's the name of the what? podcast right there. Isn't Dookie good? <laughs> I think it's a random term. Could be good. That's Dookie, man. See that I don't know what do- <laughs> That's Dookie, <man. laughs> There's the title. Uh, or that's Dookie, I don't know what Dookie means. <laughs> oh, man. I don't know. Of all the weird things you've told me, that's like the most mind-blowing of all, that you think Dookie could be a good thing. <laughs> like, what? That is everywhere. All right. One more, and then I gotta go. Uh, he said, this one just says, he said, just stop talking in meetings, Mike. No one likes your stupid voice, and you make everything worse. <laughs> oh, man. That's only like 85% true. So. Oh, oh, the other one. He, freak, he freaking lied about getting a promotion and told me he got in trouble instead. You remember that, Jace? Oh, that was... <laughs> so good eric you were part of this we we had you had like scheduled the meeting on a friday in the late afternoon and like it was uh, after i had like no way rough, i did that no no it was but it was like it was a day after i had a rough uh call with my manager at the time where i was just venting uh-huh. and and then uh, like critter was asking me how the one-on-one went and i was i was saying that like I was super offensive and said a bunch of bad things and, you know, I'm getting reprimanded. And then you, you like, after, after I gave her the update, you added like a Friday afternoon meeting and it was at like 4 PM my time or 3 PM my time or something. So like, uh-huh. it was definitely like one of those fire meetings that would show up and, and it was just to like follow up about whatever I was distressed about, but or no, it was to talk about the promotion. Uh, and then, uh, I just spent the whole time convincing Critter that I was getting fired, and he's like, "You, you have to, you have to text me while you're in the meeting. You have to text us to get out." And like, even Nancy was just like, "You have to let us know. You have to let us know." It was so detailed, all the stuff he said. Yeah, I, I, I gaslit him real hard on that one. That was crazy. Oh, that's 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 that's, good. that's valuable stuff right there. So yeah, so did I? Did you tell me to schedule the meeting that bad, or did I just? Fall, just make it better by scheduling that meeting. Oh, you just made it better, like because okay. I was, I was already like, I was already doing whatever prank I was doing on him, where I was just like, oh, mm-hmm. you know, my manager's, you know, t- singing up the chain and blah, blah blah, and you were my manager's manager, which like right. made all the pieces come together, and then you just randomly yes. sent me the, the invite, and it was just like, ah, oh, dude, I think I'm in trouble. <laughs> I can't believe I did that though, because uh, it was random. My first. Well, it no, but I guess I've been super conscious about the Friday afternoon stuff because when I got my first review from Frank, this is like 13 years ago, yeah. he was in Austin and he said, hey, can we meet uh, to do your review? And I said, sure. And he said, well, why don't we meet on Friday afternoon at a like a public coffee shop? <laughs> <laughs> and, I was, and I was bothered by that. So right. it kind of stuck with me that you shouldn't do that to another human being. So I can't believe I did you. But yes, uh, it was funny. Uh, so I, I apologize, even though I mean, it I helped the it. joke. Yeah, I flipped it yes. to a positive. I mean, we yes, you did. Yes, prank critter real hard. <laughs> but to anyone who out there listening, do not schedule meetings at a Friday. I was talking to to Matt, who's our EX director, the other day, and he had he had told his story of when he had you know learned that lesson not to not to schedule meetings on Friday. No All right, you good? You gotta go, Critter. We're busy. Yeah, yeah, I gotta go. I gotta go take my robe off and make chicken. That's what I have planned for tonight. <laughs> mm-hmm. Chicken you thighs. Go cook some. You gonna go cook some chicken thighs in the nude? 
Chicken. <laughs> with with only a robot. Robe. That's actually my plan. You said you were going to disrobe and then go cook. You did say you were going to disrobe. That's true. I did not say I was going to disrobe. Sorry, you were going to take <laughs> that your robe off. Said. You said you were going to take your robe off. Those are, those are synonymous disrobing. terms. <laughs> they are absolutely not. <laughs> Very different. It's recorded. All right. So. It's, it's in the you history books. You now. have a robe. You don't have a robe. That is this robing. <laughs> that is disrobing. <laughs> This is basic English. Even I get I'm it. Done. I'm done with both of you. Have a good weekend, y'all. Can you spell disrobing? Wait, Eric, no. spell disrobing. No. Thanks, Stella. Does, does it have you know, an E or no? You know you have a spelling problem when your children are like, Daddy, spell this. Daddy, spell this. Just so they can laugh at you. So, yeah, yeah thanks, James. <laughs> it's, it's repetitions, man. They're, they're just no, it doesn't work. I have a problem. That's a problem, problem. man. <laughs> Oh, all right, guys. Later, pals. Oh, so all right. all right, never mind. Well, I just Last learned one. something that I thought was really interesting. So I might have dyslexia. That might be why I can't spell with anything. And apparently, nice. they've discovered that dyslexia might be that you don't have a dominant eye. Interesting. So every, most people have a dominant eye, which is like the image that your brain gets, and then the other eye just spends auxiliary information about like depth perception. But the main information comes from the dominant eye. But if you don't have a dominant eye, your brain's getting two pictures all the time. And so it messes everything up. That's an interesting thought. Or maybe you just know, know. Greek and you're Percy Jackson. I don't get that one. It's a fucking book reference. You said you love books so goddamn much. How am I making a reference to a fucking book that you fucking nerds don't know about? That's, that's a great way to end it. A book reference from Jace. Did you either want to know? Did you get the reference code? Because I did not. I, I've actually read Percy Jackson books, and I still didn't get the reference. So. <laughs> well, they, they think he's dyslexic in school before he finds out, like, his whole, like, fantasy life bullshit thing of Greek gods and all that stuff. But it's really that he can read Greek and it, like, whatever. Oh, can you read Greek? No. Oh, okay. How, well, that's do you know it, for sure? Have you tried? Uh, yes. Uh, yes. Okay. I've tried many languages. And all of them are shockingly worse than English, which is bad enough. <laughs> you try languages just in case you magically knew them already. <laughs> like Percy Jackson. All right. Later, y'all. All right. Yeah. All right. Have a good weekend. Okay. I'll get off. I'm being told I have to go, too. So bye, y'all. Okay. All right. Bye, y'all. Yeah.